I did my gig, promoted small groups, which I agree with that totally. I can tell you that I, I spent uh, about five years in total, but uh, supposedly four years in college, but I had an extra year of vacation too that I took. So my five years in Bible college, probably uh, one of the greatest transfer, uh, transformative things was dorm life, which is really, in essence, at small groups. And, uh, and those guys are my lifelong friends. And I really believe, like Johnny said, that if, if you only do lecture church, come in here and hear what I speak and stuff, or whoever's speaking, it's going to be good. It's sure a lot better than doing nothing. But if you really want to grow in God and develop lifelong friendships, it's going to happen in the small groups. Yeah. Well, Crystal's here with her Patriots uh, jersey on. I encouraged her to wear her Patriots jersey and root for Philly. Because, see, I'm, I'll tell you who I'm rooting for. I'm going to go out on an edge. Whoever has the biggest score at the end of the game <laughs> is who I'm rooting for. I was born in, born in the Bay Area, and I keep dreaming for a Patriots and Packers World Series, or not World Series, but Super Bowl, because Aaron Rodgers is from uh, Chico, and, uh, and uh, then um, Tom Brady is from Concord. And so how could I not be rooting for a boy from the Bay? And uh, so Brady is awesome. And, and they've won plenty of championships. And then you've got, and he's with the sinners. They're the sinners. The Patriots. Because the, some of them are Christians, but over in the, in the uh, Philly, uh, Carson uh, Wentz is a strong believer. Nick Foles is playing quarterback at the Super Bowl. His goal is to uh, finish football and, and become a pastor. There's a bunch of them that are born again. So I'm conflicted. So what will I really be rooting for? We're having tamales. We're having carnitas. We're having beans and rice. What do you mean, us two? You're not, well, you're, you're coming to my house and you're doing a raid. See, some people, they do the farming and the Vikings come in and take it. Okay, I know what your plan is. And so, um, so I really, like when I watch... Uh, the uh, Civil War with Buddy, and the Beavers are just terrible. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't rub it in. So, how many of you find you're a little distracted today? There's like visions of Super Bowl dance in your head and other distractions. Some of you are distracted. You're born that way. It's like. Johnny and I were in India, and it's really funny because people in India, they do this. And this Indian comedian, he said, he went to Spain, and they talk with a lisp. Yo, yo soy de España, yo soy de Barcelona. And he asked, he said, why do you lisp? They said, well, many, many, many years ago, a king in Spain had a lisp, and they didn't want to embarrass him, so they all practiced sounding like him. And so the Indian comedian said, that's why in India, it must have been a Maharaji years ago that went like this, and now we all do it. 
So you're talking to an Indian and you're thinking he's saying no and he's going like, groovy. You know? <laughs> and in certain sectors they do that. So if any weird mannerisms, just blame it on your ancestors, you know. I think my, my grandma did that too or something, whatever. Well, so knowing that you're conflicted, I wanted to do a message that would be uh, a little different. Um, I would like to say it's going to be light and fun. Um, but everyone that speaks thinks that their stuff is fun. People are dying of old age, <laughs> praying for the pastor to have a heart attack. And so if you're a speaker, you always think it's interesting because it's interesting to you. But today I wanted to, to uh, scare you. To keep you awake, I wanted you to, be, to have a little bit of uh, uh, excitement, fear. So our message today is beware of the Akamans. Beware of the Akamans, okay? Now, uh, what in the world are the Akamans, right? How many of you are familiar with this term, right? Like that's your neighbors down, down the hallway in your apartment complex, the Akamans? Yeah, they were part of the uh, Manson family. Uh, are they an ancient Egyptian secret group of assassins? Are the Akamans a type of animal that prowl the deep recesses of an African jungle? Could the Akamans be an indigenous tribe in South America? Anybody want to venture a guess? Are they friendly or even dangerous? Well, the Akamans aren't any of the aforementioned things. Let's spell it a little differently and see if this helps. It's pronounced Akaman, the Akamans. More people have told me they got into sin by friends just inviting them. Ah, come on. What's it going to hurt to smoke? Ah, come on. What's it going to hurt? Now, in my day, porno wasn't on the internet. You know why? Because the internet wasn't there. Ah, come on. This guy brought the Playboy to school. Now, I grew up in an extreme holiness church. I had a deterrent from all those absolute terror of going to hell. But I used to watch, and we've all been tainted and corrupted by the world. Would anyone disagree that in this life there are temptations? How many of you have eaten the fruit of the tree and tasted the death? Ah, come on. Ah, come on. Ah, come on, that's not so bad. Wow. Be careful. It's very interesting. Paul said to the Ephesian elder, elders in Acts chapter 20, they were all kneeled at, at the beach in Miletus, which was kind of the beach town that supported Ephesus. And he was traveling through on his way to Jerusalem where he would subsequently be arrested and sent captive to uh, Rome where he would lay his life down. And while he was talking to these guys, he said, you're not going to see my face again, which they were all weeping. He said, remember how that I was with you for three years, continually warning you with tears. I think that Churches that teach you stuff like, you have nothing to fear, 
let me just say this. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus felt we had something to fear. Even in the Lord's model prayer, he, he put in there, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. If Jesus factors in the devil, if Jesus had to overcome the temptation of the devil, trust me, Steve Schmelzer is going to have to do the same. And so are you. And so there are doctrines that are floating that, that if you receive Jesus, you no longer have a sin nature. Well, I don't, not during church, man, my sin nature is so gone. But by three, that bad boy jumps back in my pickup. How many found out you can leave church and then like, come on now, you're standing out in front of Walmart, you know, like me, I've got like a 90-year-old woman, heavily overweight in a, in a walker, and I'm saying, come on, it's go time, lady. What hurts is being hospitalized by that woman. You know what I'm saying? Don't you hate that when it happens? How many find out that your sin nature tends to kind of stick with you? There's one that sticks closer than a brother. Well, there's two of them. There's Jesus and there's the sin nature until he comes. We're going to have to beware of the ah, come ons. Ah, come on. It isn't that bad. This movie, you know, ah, uh, come on, you know, just filter out all the bad. I think that we've tried to filter out so much until our filters got dirty. And pretty soon you're deep into compromise. Well, let's look at some scripture. Because this battle uh, against the ah, come ons in our life is not new. Think of the book of Proverbs. It was the book of wisdom written by the wisest man in the world, part of his life. That's what's interesting about the life of Solomon. He was wiser than any other person, and yet he did stupid stuff because he responded to ah commands that turned his heart bitter and hard toward the Lord. But he was still spewing out a lot of wisdom in Proverbs, and this is the first book, the first chapter, excuse me, of the book of Pro Proverbs. Proverbs 1.10, my child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. Enticement, say enticement. Say inducement. Um, solicitation. Seduction. Pressure. Those are all words for getting cornered. In our culture, we're dealing a lot, and I think we do need to end date rape and, and situations where someone is intimidated by a boss or a production uh, manager. Hollywood is one of the biggest where it was well known in Hollywood. If you wanted a promotion, you needed to compromise. And now it's finally getting busted. I support that. I don't, I, I don't want any person that I know or even don't know. I don't, I don't like pressure that pushes someone or inducement or enticement or seduction. So this is the nature of the ah commands in our life. Some people are just not strong. 
My prayer for every one of your children, my friends, is that you would raise up kids that are meaner than a junkyard dog about their morality and aren't just followers. Some of you are so worried about, well, my child is just meaner than a snake. Good. I w I'd rather train mean ones than to always have to pick up the disaster from the one that has no will to resist sin. That kid, that kid might just have an ironclad will, but very likely they won't be a follower. <laughs> and when I say follower, I don't, I'm talking about someone that's so unsocialized or desocialized that they can't get along. I'm talking about someone that can stand alone and say, you know what? <laughs> All my friends want to do something really stupid. I'm going to stay home tonight, Mom. I'm going to hang out with you. Maybe we can make some curry. Bake some bread. Huh? Maybe, Mom, you could rub my back all night for three hours. <laughs> Kim said, that ain't going to happen, and you're not going to sin either. Okay. One of the saddest things is to see kids that they've got no off button to what a friend wants them to do. Well, why'd you lose your virginity to that kid? Because he, he wanted me to. Man, ladies, teach your girls how to hit kids in the head with a pipe. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> if Medea was here, she'd say, no, I mean literally. But far be it for me to say that. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Did you realize that gangs didn't start in the 50s in the States? They didn't start in the 60s and, you know, in South Central L.A. or East L.A., hombre, S.A. Didn't happen there. Gangs have started ever since man started walking wayward. One group of people were moral. Another group said, we'll go steal their grain and we'll steal this or that or we'll go kill someone and we get their stuff. What has happened, we've seen an explosion of this because so many people, they quit guarding their ah commands and they quit teaching their kids how to, how to walk in that way. See, obedience is a culture that you can help train your family in. In our family, it'd be like this. This is what schmelzers do. Well, what about all the other schmelzers that weren't doing that? We disregard them. They don't count because the real ones were my family. And when I say that, I mean Angela, my sister, she's a schmelzer. She's leading her family the same way. I'm just trying to tell you that I can stand alone. If every other person with the last name schmelzer were just a bunch of sleezes, it doesn't matter. Game over here. Done with it. This is the definition of what a smelzer looks like. We're holy. We're redeemed from darkness. We don't go like dogs back to the vomit. All of us, together. I had this scheme cracked up and it never happened. I was waiting for one of my kids to be caught drinking and smoking and I was going to go down to Oregon Liquor Store and buy all kinds of tequila, vermouth, Pete's brandy, you name it. I was going to put it on the table. 
And I was going to have all the kids sit around the table and Kim and I and say, whoever the sinner would be, Jacob, he, he failed. He was a saint. Gino, too bad. He's, Gino's never even had a sin in his life, unlike Natalie and the others. But anyway, <laughs> it never happened. I was waiting for one of them to come in kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm standing up, I'm going to be my own man. I was going to say, no, you're not. We, do, we go together. This one's decided that we need to all go to hell. So grab your, your cigarettes and pour your drink because we're either all going to go to heaven together or we're going to go to hell together. But we are not going to be a family divided. I know what would have happened with that child. <laughs> They'd have broken because someone understood. Someone's got to have an attitude in a house. Someone's got to be the stand-up man or woman or the single kid. Maybe, maybe you're in a house of compromise. Everybody's blowing dope. You have to just try to run through the living room to not get a contact high. Maybe your mama's had six different lover men and you've never had a real dad. You've got to start saying, here's the line in my life. And I'm not going to be enticed. Like old Dr. Phil said, how's that working for you? If it didn't work too good for your dad, and your dad abused you because he was an alcoholic, by golly, why don't you keep your hand off the bottle? If you were abused and belittled, and you were in a violent home, and every day you walked through, you were called a moron, or a fool, a loser, you're never going to amount to something. At some point, you got to say, that garbage doesn't go on to the next generation. I don't care if I've got to pour out my heart for an hour or two a day just to be able to face life, but by golly, in this generation, we are not going to take the bait of Satan. I'm not going to be enticed. I'm not going to join that party. I'm not going to join the depressed party. I'm not going to uh, uh, join the abuse your wife party. I'm not going to be mad at a parent or anybody else. If I'm mad at someone, I'm going to drive over there and I'm going to get in their face. They might beat me bloody, but I'm not going to take my angst home to people that love me and they play on my team. I always feel sorry for, for visitors to be like, honey, the man, I think he's playing in the Super Bowl today. Look at, he's like jousting. <laughs> your purity and your family means a lot to me. Sometimes I have to talk to people and say, I'm willing to lay my life down for you, but you're not. You're up in the midst of a mob. I'll run in, and I won't think of myself. And I'll lay my life down for you. But the problem is you won't lay your life down for yourself. And I'll only go in as far as your agreement is. Man, we've got a good bunch of people here, and I will continue on in this message. Sometimes when I preach, you think, are there any Christians in this church? The way he's getting on everybody. I'm telling you my self-speech. The temptation for our kids is ratcheted up. It's ratcheted up. So what happens? According to your day, so shall your strength be. I can tell you what, 
as society has gotten weaker, I've gotten stronger. Because I see how quickly people can get flushed. Just a series of bad events. And it all starts with, ah, come on. Let's kill people. Let's, just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let them swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. There's always a benefit of compromise, guys. Are you young people listening to me? I want to talk about your sex life. I want to tell you the advantage of premarital sex. Some of these stupid kids around here, they're going to wait till even they're 30 and not have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But all they care about is their destiny. But I want to let you guys know that I'm not stupid. And I understand that if you go and you have sex now, you can get the prize earlier. You can enjoy the fruit of it earlier. But there are stupid kids that wait. But some of you are going to be self-smart. What you don't realize is your destiny getting flushed. There's a reason that you wait on a lot of things. There's a reason that you hunker down and you get your education. If you're going to be a doctor, you probably are going to spend a decade in training. And then possibly start your internship. But if you're just looking to get on welfare, you don't need much training. And there's lots of ah, come ons. Don't press. Don't, go, don't swim upstream and don't climb the mountain. Any of you older folks agree with my counsel over here? How many tell them? The pleasure, it's, get it fast if it's just pleasure. Oh, but there's a big cost. Every luxury has its price tag. <laughs> Let me tell you about how, you know, we have a very good adversary. The devil is nearly perfect in evil. He takes your life and your money and he says, let's, uh, let's make a deal. Okay, I'm not a nuclear physicist or nothing, but I, I'm, I'm not stupid. And there's something strange about me putting all my money out there and the devil puts no cash in this. We're only negotiating on my money. How much of my life do I want to give away by responding to the enticements? How much money? Wow. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, come throw your lot in with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees the trap being set, it knows to stay away. Sometimes we'd be better if we had a bird brain. Bird brain used to be like someone that was silly. I'm telling you, there's some folk don't have, have the brain that God gave a bird. If it sees the trap, it goes, no, no. No, that ain't going to end up good. Hello? Hello? 
If you watched all your older sisters get knocked up, you might want to not follow their dating pattern. I'm just a guy on the earth. My pastoring is based on living on the earth. I'm not up in the sky. I'm on the earth. I pray to heaven. Heaven touches my life. But I still walk around and I see. If you see family members do a pattern, why don't you unplug? It's kind of like stickers they used to have. Suppose they threw a war and no one came. You don't have to join everything. You might be the young girl that the other, your other sisters mock, call you the Virgin Mary or something. But you could be the one that actually begins to see a new pattern in the family where you stay pure until your assigned seating comes and you marry God's man. And then you'll have other criticisms. You think you're better than us, don't you? You know, when someone comes and tells me that, that I think I'm better than them, I agree. Of course I think I'm better than you. Look at your life. You're a sleaze bag, and at least I'm trying. Of course I'm better. What do you think? You're right. I don't get caught in a manipulation like that. Because I don't sit around trying to compare myself to people. What I do is I compare myself to the Word of God. What does God say? And if the world is creating a black light, like the tolerance thing, hey, Christians need to be more tolerant. What does that mean? We need to be more compromising, drop all moral standards. That's not what true tolerance is. True tolerance is I love you. No matter how poorly your cho choices are, I still love you. But I'm going to tell you what's, what, what, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you straight up what you're doing wrong or what the Bible says you're doing wrong. And I'm not going to hunker down based on now you're deep into compromise so I can't open my mouth about a certain sin you're involved in. Hello. We need to be able to preach and talk freely in our society about what we believe is right and wrong. And we, we should not be a people that, that get caught up in the insanity that we don't know that male and female he created. He didn't create male, female, decide on the way into your event what you want to be that day. Today I'm feeling like a 42-year-old highly frustrated mother of teenagers and angry. But I'm still a 62-year-old old dude with a beard. Come on, can we have a little fun? And so we live in this world of tolerance where you're supposed to start wrapping out PC garbage. That's not love. Love is to, to do no evil to your neighbor, to not get enticed, to not jump on the train to perdition or destruction and help others through a new kind of Akamon saying, hey, come and see this man that told me all things about my life. Come and see Nathaniel, come and see this one who, who might be the Messiah. I want to be that kind of an Akhaman guy. I don't want to be that's the guy that's going to help you compromise your values and your virtue. And I know a lot of people that were deep into sin. And when they turned away from sin, they went from being the seducer into this and into that. And they became the person that began to say, oh, come on, let's serve the living God. Wow. Time just flies by when I'm having fun. 
First Timothy chapter 6, I'll read some verses. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't, can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. What Akoman is, is, is Paul dealing with here? The Akoman into the whole mammon. Funny I hear that, you know. Hey, I'm trying to build up my business because when my business is built up, then I can serve the Lord with my money. That's a complete demonic lie. The Bible does not say seek your own enrichment and then the kingdom will follow. The Bible said seek first the kingdom of God and all those things that the Gentiles seek after will be added to you. And Paul dealt with that. Ah, oh, come on. Let's, let's get into mammon. Oh, we're not going to be immoral. We're not going to be drunk. We're not going to be high. But we're going to be hooked on cash. Or we're going to be hooked on worry. Or we're going to be hooked on gossip. How many of you know you, there's a lot of, of enticements that come through living people, media, magazines, TV programs, movies? And you've got to be able to say, uh-oh, no, that's poison. I'm not buying that. And then don't promote that movie. It says here, we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Run. Well, I'm no man of God. I don't run from anything. This man runs from evil. I want to tell you something. There's 50 ways to leave your enticement. Get on the, you know, get, on, get, a, get a new plan, Stan. You don't need to discuss, Muss. Set yourself free. Just, just redo that old Simon and Garfunkel, 50 ways to leave your lover. You know, no need to discuss must. You know, do you know why we get snared in sin? Because we keep talking with it. The door to temptation is the door we leave slightly ajar. I had a Christian leader in my past that had multiple affairs as a pastor. He always talked about David, how David sinned greatly, and God still used him. He kept the door open. Last affair he had, the young man was so despondent, he committed suicide. Somebody, can I brag on me? I'm going to brag on myself, because there's a lot I'm not, and we could write an encyclopedia of what I'm not. What I am is I, I deal with self-management. And when anything crosses my mind, I don't hide from it, I take it to where that thing leads. I train my kids. If you're being tempted, don't just go, oh, Christians don't think these thoughts. Really? They do. Christians think about killing people, especially if they wake you up early in the morning, <laughs> like your children. Christians think a lot of things. And I would teach my kids, think about where this goes. 
This young Philistine guy, he's all good looking, he's wavy hair and nice chariot. You get all hooked up with him and you want to raise Israelite babies, but you're raising Philistines. All because you didn't think it through. America doesn't think much anymore these days. We're not encouraged to think, we're encouraged to feel. I feel this way and you make me feel bad and they make me feel good and this makes me feel... The Bible doesn't tell you to trust God. As you feel, he tells you to obey his commandment. You're to enlist your emotions, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. So you don't have to fall in love as a married woman with a guy at the office. He meets my needs so more than my husband. And God wants me happy. So I think if God wants me happy and he makes me happy, I need to abandon Fritzy. Eh, wrong. That's why we need small groups. Share that brilliant revelation with the other girls. <laughs> Talk about Godzilla versus Rodan, you know. So Timothy, a man of God, run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. Last verse, 1 Corinthians 15.33, the second half says, Bad company corrupts good character. You go show me your friends and I'll tell you where you're headed. You mean, well, how, you're going to give me a presbytery? No, I'm going to give you an analysis that's as good as a presbytery. You will always travel on the rails of your friendships. Well, I just, you know, I don't like church people. They, they, they make me feel uncomfortable, really. They do me too. Because every time I see this bunch, I think of Jesus Christ and it makes me say, Get squared away, Schmelz. Walk the true walk. And I can get around people that have no morals and I can feel really comfortable if I want to have no morals. Show me your friends, I'll show you your direction. I can pretty well predict your destiny unless you have a radical change. There are positive examples and I mentioned them. The woman at the well, she left her water pot and went into the city said, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. And the people came out, they met Jesus, and that began an ongoing revival that was carried on, not only in the time of Jesus, but later on with Philip. He went into Samaria, had great miracles, and the apostles came up and laid the Holy Spirit on him. Started with a woman that said, hey, ah, oh, come on, you guys, come see. Philip found Nathaniel, and he told him, come and see. In conclusion, <laughs> number one, avoid the negative ah, come ons. And number two, feel free to invite others to come on, ah, come on, and meet and follow Jesus with me. Let's all stand together if we could. <laughs> I 
Early service is much more oriented towards teaching these things. By the time I hit this service, I don't know what happens to me. If, if I'm great and a little hard, come to early service. It's much more Teflon. By the time here, I'm just like, I'm coming out of the closet. Here's what I feel about this. Here's what the Bible says. You know what? I hope you can love me. Because I really believe we need to walk with God. I, need, we need, I believe we need to drain the swamp of compromise. If you can't get all the water out of it, at least cut out the inlet. The biggest ocean can be drained if there's no, no outlets to it or inlets. In my life, not only do I have to trust God's grace to give me mercy, but I have to trust his grace to give me obedience so he can build that castle he wants me to live in. Some people, they only wander at the trough of mercy. Lord's forgiven me again, and I know I sin a lot, and he's forgiven me again. If that same mercy that can forgive your sins can build you a house, but you got to couple it with saying, no, I'm not going to be enticed. I'm not, if, 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 if the predominant friends I have are taking me into compromise, I'm trading out friends. I found out that as I began to walk with God, my friends either followed me or exited. But I don't feel like my friends pressure me to compromise. At this stage in my life, my, pressure, my friends stretch me upward. I feel like the least among champions and they still let me have coffee and they love me. What kind of friends do you like? Is, is your soul so broken? You like people that are much lesser than you so you feel better about yourself. You need to get healed. Still reach out to people that need help. But you've got to be able to say, hey, we're all moving on up into the kingdom obedience. Come on. I'll come on and join us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right now, and very briefly, um, God's done everything he can do to join you. He sent the son, Jesus Christ. Jesus completely lived the perfect life. Jesus was crucified and his blood was shed to wash away your sins. There's nothing other than the blood of Jesus that can ever wash away your sins. Promising to pay it forward doesn't, doesn't do it. Saying I'm gonna to try to be better doesn't do it. There's only one solvent to take away your sins and that's an acknowledgement that it's the blood of Jesus and to invite him to wash away your sins. What he says as, he, as you receive Jesus, he inhabits you through the Holy Spirit. You begin to find that your motivations and your appetites are different. You become a new creation. If you've not asked Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord, and you say, man, I want in. I would like to join God today. Step on out. We want to pray with you to receive God. Hallelujah. Come on down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Week after week, I know that a number of people come that haven't made that choice. And we want you to really think about it. 
because it's a serious difference. It's like getting married. You're marrying God. The neat thing is he'll, he'll set free the bondage. If you're bound up in drugs or any other thing, he can break your bondage. That's, that's easy. But he has to have your will saying, you know, I'm sick of it. God, I'm really sick of it. I really want to be free of anything that's compromising, destroys people around me, destroys your honor and integrity. Okay. So anyway, you can call on the name of the Lord from wherever you're at. Thank you guys for coming down. Let's, let's just pray together real quick. Dear Father, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Father, that Jesus' blood has washed away my sin. He's paid for my sin and the sins of the world. You said if I would call on your name, I would not be ashamed. Take away my shame, I pray. In Jesus' name. I also know, Lord, that whoever calls on your name will be saved. Save me. If you'll be my God, I'll be your servant. If you'll be my father, I'll be your child. I receive you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Just before we leave, I'd like to pray for all of you. Is there anyone here like me that gets road rash because of all that's out in the world? Am I the only one that has to deal with temptation and compromise? And am I the only one that has a battle in my mind? I think we all do, don't we? So we're all going to ask God to help us. It's not a condemnation thing. It's just like a reality thing. We're saying, hey, man, God. I'm like a Petri dish for bad thoughts and crazy stupidity. The more humble you are about it, the more help you get. It's when you go like, oh, I've got it handled. No, you don't. That's self-righteousness. That will never chase one demon away. But when you come, say, God, help me. I'm, I'm inclined, even as a believer, I'm inclined to get distracted. Lord, help me to put away the awe commands in my life. Hands up. Let me pray. Father, I pray your grace, your blessing upon the gang. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful bunch of people. They love you. They're here to hear your word. They're here to be changed. And I just speak that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. The power of God, the spirit of holiness is on you. Receive the spirit of holiness in your thinking. That he that approaches God must be holy. Lord, I thank you that the high priest had an emblem over his forehead that said, Holiness to the Lord. Lord, I want my thought life holy. I want my actions holy. I want my home to be a holy place. I want my kids sanctified and holy. Lord, and it comes from you. This righteousness can only come from you. I can't manufacture it. I can't pay for it. But I can receive it. And today, Lord, we receive that spirit of holiness, that spirit of walking away from enticements, and we're going to run from them. In Jesus' name, bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.